I don't know if that was Red Nose Day or what was going on, but anyway, it was for them. And so I don't know what kind of crazy you have in your family, but my opinion is, is every family has some kind of crazy, right? And, and, you know, if you live long enough, you'll have some crazy things happen to you as well. And one of the crazy things that we had happen was uh, we were getting ready for vacation and had loaded up the car. I'd been working out in the driveway, getting the carrier on top of the car and everything loaded up. And then actually, I think, came in the house to take a quick shower so I'd be fresh. Then after sweating, getting the car all ready uh, for a long trip. And Rochelle actually drove to run an errand real quick. And so she went and did that. And then I was finishing up getting ready in the house and a little bit later, I heard this thud, and I thought, huh, I wonder what that was. And so what had happened is Rochelle had driven home from running the errand and had hit the button for the garage door to go up and proceeded to drive into the house with the carrier on top of the car, and the house won, okay, that battle, and uh, just cracked the the carrier and everything. And so we got the opportunity to upgrade our carrier before we went on vacation as a result. Got to go shopping instead of hitting the road uh, because of, of that. So in equal opportunity, let me tell you about another vacation, which was a few years later. And so we get to our destination. It's hotter than blue blazes out there. And so the pavement's hot. Everything's radiating with heat. And the pool, we're at the pool, and it looks so inviting. That blue water just looks so amazing, so incredible. I couldn't wait to get in. And so I jumped into the pool and then realized I had my cell phone in my shorts. And that wasn't good. And so I got the opportunity to upgrade my phone on vacation, spend some of my vacation money on a new phone. We were also out with family here recently. Uh, some of Rochelle's extended family was home. And, and so we were out for dinner. And I had one of my brother-in-law's. He was stating something at the table, and then he said something like, you know, uh, I wouldn't, you know, to his wife, I wouldn't trade you for two 20-year-olds, or three, or four, and I, I forget how high he climbed, but he was trying to dig out of a hole that he realized he was in, and so he's trying to make a bad thing good, and so I don't know about you, but there are things you can trade up. You know, there are things you can trade up. There's phones, there's carriers, there's different things. But you're kind of stuck with your family, aren't you? However, you can upgrade yourself, right? And we're going to talk about today the one person that you can upgrade. Because there's no place you can go and say, you know what? I didn't know these kids were going to be like this. Could I just upgrade, you know, get, get some that listen to me, you know, that do what I want them to do. Uh, there's no place like that. And so as a result, uh, I want to talk this morning about the one person 
that you are able to upgrade. And, and the thing is, God wants you to upgrade. God wants to help you to get better and to be more of all he's called and wanted and designed and purposed for you to be. And so we're going to look in a few moments to the book of James. So if you have a Bible, an actual copy of the scriptures, it's toward the back end of the Bible. So you can flip all the way toward the back end. If you just have the Bible on a device, you can pull it up. Or if you have the version notes that we supply each week, you can pull those up on your device. Or we will have it on the screen in just a moment. But let me just set this up that, uh, you know, we sing a song and we haven't sung it for a while. It's kind of an older song uh, that we used to do quite often for a number of years ago. And it was called Trading My Sorrows. You know, and, and it went something like this. Uh, I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. And I think that the song actually, some, some of it or a lot of the idea of it came from Psalm 30 verse 5 where it says that weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning I'm glad for that verse in the Bible how about you that that you know sorrow sorrow may last for the night weeping and how many of you know the night can be the hardest time right it can be night season in your life, and it's dark, and the pain is just more intense, and the loneliness goes along with the darkness, and you just feel so isolated. But God says, hang on. Turn to the person next to you and say, hang on. God says, hang on because joy comes in the morning. So God can bring joy. So you can trade your sorrow for joy. And so today we're going to look at some trades that we can make, and we're going to look at the book of James. Now, James is and was the brother of Jesus. Now, if you think you've got issues, imagine growing up being the brother of Jesus. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure he dealt with all kinds of things. As a matter of fact, he didn't even believe his brother was the son of God until he rose from the dead. What would it take for you to believe that your brother was the son of God? I think when they predict that they'll die and not stay dead and they pull it off, that would do it for me. How about you? That, that would do it, you know. I'd be like, okay, I'm going with that. Uh, so uh, James, as a result, becomes a leader in the early church, and he writes this writing, which is called the book of James in your Bible, and so we're going to look at it today, so we'll pull it up on the screen. Here's what it says. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know this, that the, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I want us to look today at a couple trades that we can make, and one is, the first one is, if you're taking notes, write this down, we can trade our hurts 
for healing. We can trade our hurt for healing. A few months ago, and I've told this before, uh, I actually entered into a race for the first time. I I was going to run the monumental half marathon in November. And so all last year I was training, trying to, especially through the summer and the early fall, trying to get myself up to run 13 miles. And so as a result, I, everything was going great. I was increasing you know, each week and getting up there. And, and, and the week I was going to run about 11 miles, uh, I ran 10. And a little bit into the 10, uh, something happened in my foot called pain. All right. And uh, I didn't know what had happened because I didn't step on anything or twist anything or whatever. I just had pain. And so I'm like pushing through uh, to get home. Thankfully, I was about done with that run, and so I I got home. But uh, I had incredible pain. Symptoms indicated that I had something called plantar fasciitis. And so as a result, I had to milk that thing and went ahead and ran the monumental marathon and finished it. But... uh, I have been recovering, yeah, Ooh. yeah, all right, thank you, appreciate that. So anyway, uh, I have been recovering since and, and still really trying to get fully 100% back uh, because it's just taken a long time. And James tells us that, that sometimes hurts come and we're, we didn't sign up for it. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't sign up for that comment. I didn't sign up for her to say that or do that to me or him to do that or, or, or to get laid off or, or fired or, or whatever it is. I, I, I didn't sign up for this situation and, and everything's feeling great one day and how many know it can change, right? It can change. Am I talking to anybody this morning? It can change, right? And so you have a friend betray you, you have someone that, uh, you know, gossips about you at work, or, or maybe your, your spouse says something in a heated moment, and they've never said anything like that before, and mm, that, that stung, or, or your kid is acting more rebellious than ever, and uh, stuff happens, and James talks about this, he says, trouble, problems will come your way, they, they will come your way. But God doesn't want us to go through that without learning something and growing through it. And so James says we can trade our hurt for healing. We can learn in those situations. And how many of you, you would say, I've gone through some stuff and I learned from it, right? I've learned from it. And some of us, we didn't learn till afterwards to appreciate something until we no longer had it, right? And then it's like, hmm, I should have been more thankful for that. You know, it's like physical therapy. I've never met anybody going through physical therapy that says, oh, man, my appointment's tomorrow. So awesome. (laughs) Never talk to anybody like that. Usually it's like, oh, man, I got therapy tomorrow. Why? Because you go to a therapist and they'll have you stretching and pulling and doing things that you didn't know you were supposed to do. It's like, I don't think my foot's supposed to do that. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's coming back, you know. It's coming way back. And you're like, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's supposed to bend that far, you know. And and they're like, well, yeah, we got to do this. 
And, and the thing is, is they know something maybe you don't know, and that is later, it, it won't be so much sooner, but later healing will come. And see, some of us spiritually, we want to come into church and we want the pastor to lay hands on us and, you know, throw some oil on our head or do something with us and, and cause us, whoa, I'm fixed, you know? And, and, and wouldn't that be nice? But no, God wants to work something out in us. God wants to work something out in our lives. And James says, if you'll stick with it, and, it, and he ties in this word called patience, Right? Did you notice that word? And, and, and he, he says, if you just be patient and, and take some time with this, God will work some things out in uncomfortable settings. He will work some things out that look like pain. And, and here's what it can look like practically for you. It may be that God says, you know, I want you to forgive that person. And you're like, I don't want to. Really don't have that in me. And God's like, well, I didn't ask if you had it in you. I asked you to do it. And here's what God knows. God knows if you'll do it, you'll feel better eventually. Even if you don't at that moment. Because it, it may still be tough to say it. It may still be tough to release them. And it may still be tough to let go uh, of the hurt. And I, I'm talking about incredible hurt, maybe hurt that I can't even imagine. It's going through your mind right now. But God says, if you'll forgive, then you'll know the power of forgiveness. You'll know the power of forgiveness in your personal life. Or it could be a faith step where God is saying, hey, I want you to take this step of faith. And you're like, hmm, I like it here. I, I like right here. This, this is good. And God says, mm, no, I want, I want you to go over here. I want you to step out in faith. And you're like, well, I don't know what might happen if I do that. And God says, that's the point. Because, see, that wouldn't be faith if you knew what was going to happen. So I want you to step out. So there may be somebody here today that God's wanting you to step out in faith, and you're holding back. And here's what you're holding back. You're holding back God's blessing on your life. You're holding back what God has yet for you. Because James says we get stronger. When, when we're tempted to quit, when we're tempted to throw in the towel, what you don't realize is when it gets really dark, the dawn is just about to come. The sun is just about to shine one more time in your life. And I'm talking to somebody here today that the sun is about to shine if you'll hang on. So God's wanting to do these things in our life. And maybe, wouldn't it be awesome if we could go around in this community healed? You know? Five of us think that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm talking about healed in your marriage, healed in your life, healed in your emotions, healed in your family. It's not perfect. It's not ideal. It's not everything. But, but you're healed. You're walking in the fullness of the power of Christ. What a testimony to people around us if that would happen. And here's the thing is, is I, I know you, you've heard this before. Hurting people hurt people, right? So when somebody hurts you, just know they must have been hurt. If they're going to say something that ugly to me, if they're going to say something like that, if they're going to do something like that, there, there must be something in their heart. There must be something in their past. There must be something there. But see, here's what we normally 
would be tempted to do is a hurt comes our way and then hurting people hurt people, right? And see, so what ha- can happen is maybe somebody hurt you and then you're like, mm, I can't hurt them back because they're my boss, you know? Or I can't hurt them back because they'll power up over me and, and whatever. And so I'm intimidated by them. So I'll just go hurt this one that I can hurt. And so hurting people can perpetuate hurt. But think of it this way. Healed people can heal people, right? So if, if you'd get healing, if you'd get restoration, if you'd allow God to work in you, if you'd stay in the process, if you keep going to the physical therapy of God's shop and you'd allow God's work to be stretched in your life and you'd allow God to keep working by the power of his Holy Spirit in your life, guess what? Healing will eventually come and you can heal others then. All right, here's the next trade we can make is trade our pain for purpose. Say that with me. Trade our pain for purpose. See, James says it gives us a chance to grow. In other words, there's purpose in the pain. It's not just we're going through this. And and I think we're all broken just in different places. You know, everybody's broken. And, And if you're not broken yet... Okay, it's coming, right? Uh, Because life just comes at you fast and hard. And uh, I saw this uh, recently again about Japanese artwork uh, where they take broken vessels uh, like a bowl if they drop it and they break it. Oh, gosh, you know, that's my favorite bowl. And here's what they do. They don't throw it away. They take gold powder and they put it in the substance and, and work it together uh, to be able to cement back those pieces together with the gold. And they just turn it into a work of art. And then the idea is the bowl is now worth more after it was broken than it was worth before. I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like Jesus to me, right? That sounds a lot like Jesus because just about the time you think your life isn't worth anything, somebody. Just about the time you think my life's a wreck, it's in shambles, I'm no good, I'll never, I'll never get married, I'll never have kids, I'll never, have the, I'll never get out of debt, I'll never. Just about that time the master comes along and puts a little gold in your life and puts it together and now you're worth more than you were before. And it's because now you can relate to other broken people, right? You, you can talk to them about what God's done for you. I was looking this week for Mother's Day things, and I came across this fearlessmom.com website. And Julie, who is the leader behind that, said, the decisions you make and the actions you take are rooted in what you believe about your identity and purpose. In other words, what she's saying is, is this not so much important what other people say about you as what you say about you? Because what you say about you has big impact. And, and James says, what you need to do is get mature through this. You need to get complete in this. 
And so what you need to do is get what God says about you in you instead of what even you say about you. And as that begins to happen, then God puts all these pieces together. But here's what we're often tempted to do is short-circuit God's healing process. See, we want to drop out of therapy. We want to say, mm, no, I, I, that, that hurts too much. I'm not going back. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to counseling anymore. I, I think I'm good enough. You know, I, I think I got my act together. I think it's all good now. And, and so we want to drop out. And God says, no, 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 no. It, it's a process. But in the process, I'm working my purpose in your life, and if you want the purpose to be fulfilled, then don't short-circuit the process in your life. Because everyone has purpose. Everyone's here on purpose, there in your notes. We're here with purpose, and we're here for purpose. Say that with me. We're here on purpose, with a purpose, and for purpose. We're all created this way. And to help us to understand this, I want to turn to a passage of Scripture in Psalm 139. And uh, here's what it has to say about who you are and who God sees you as, as a person. Verse 13 says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. And knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know that. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. What's that mean? It means God, before your mama ever saw you, before anybody ever laid eyes on you, God had eyes on you. And God had purpose for you. He saw you coming together. He saw every bone, every sinew coming together in the fiber of your being. He saw all of that. And here's what he did. He said, they're not here by accident. They are here on purpose. I have a purpose for their life. And that purpose mainly was to have a relationship with you. And this is what's incredible is that, you know, God, the Bible says there, that he even knows our thoughts. You know, I would encourage you to read that again, that, that psalm again sometime this week, because it's just incredible. God says, not only do I know your actions, you know, and, and I see your pace, your post, rather, on social media, you know, what you want to portray, But I see and know your thoughts. Wow. You know, I, I mean, think about that. Because you know how, how we do, you know, we'll, we'll see somebody coming and we're, oh, hey, how you doing? I can't stand you, you know? <laughs> we don't say that. 
No, no, no. We, we, we're smart enough. We don't, we don't say that, but that can be going on in our head, right? You know? And, but we put on like, oh, good to see you. What are the chances I bump into you here? My lucky day, right? You know? Mm. And so what's going on? What's going on is God sees, knows your thoughts. Think about that. Even your spouse, nobody, nobody knows that stuff, right? But God does. And here's the awesome thing about God. God says, I know that stuff about you that nobody else knows about you, but still I love you and have purpose for your life. See, that's why I worship God like I do. That's the reason why I love him so much because the one who knows me the best loves me the most. Isn't that incredible? That's so awesome. So here, here's what that does for me. When I, when I know every person has purpose, that means my kids have purpose. So that pile of laundry, right? It's not just work. It's purpose. There's purpose. And, and when your husband, you know, doesn't come home on time, like he said, and he's done that how many times now? And, and so you're like, hmm, seriously. And, and so you just say, thank you, Lord, for my husband, right? Thank you, Lord, for my kids. You know, thank you, Lord, for my family. Help me to, to take this as an opportunity, like James said. It, it's an opportunity for me to grow because I can't always influence and impact everybody around me. I can't make them upgrade, but I can upgrade. I can upgrade my attitude right here, right now. And then the psalm goes on to say, pull that up for me. Let's read on. Here's what it says, oh, Lord. You have examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down, stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Lord, you go before me, follow me. And your place, you place your hand a blessing. Mm, I love that. On my head. How many feel God's hand a blessing on your head today? I'll take some more of that. Such knowledge is too wonderful to, to me, so great to understand. Here's the thing, is that God says, I'm like in front of you and I'm behind you. In other words, what I love about God is he's got me covered. See, I, I don't have to be perfect because he is. And, and here's the thing, we're all different. And how many know that generationally it can be challenging you know, even just trying to keep up with the words, you know, like, what'd that mean? That used to mean bad, you know? And then you're like, well, not bad and like bad, because, <laughs> you know, I grew up when bad was good, you know, and 
now you got this other word going and whatever. And, and so it could be challenging to understand each other. But here's the thing is we need to, even if we don't get each other, here's what we do get is that God is at work in our lives. And the main thing in your home and in your family today that I want you to get more than anything else is if you've got God in front of you and if you've got God behind you and if you've got God working in your life, then I'm telling you that makes up for a lot of mess a lot of brokenness in your life. So here's what God wants us to do. We're here for a purpose. And he says, you know, I was thinking about you before you were ever born. Before you ever, ever came out. And, and I don't know about you, but those of us who've had kids, I think we know that experience, right? I, I mean, when we're waiting for our daughter and, and we knew she was coming. Well, we got this first picture of her. And it wasn't real clear because <laughs> it, it came through an ultrasound, you know. But, but we saw her little nose and all this stuff. And we found out, oh, it's going to be a girl and, and all this. And so we got, we got going with some pink, you know, in our house and, and, and her room. That was going to be her room. The place where we were renting at that time, uh, they allowed us to repaint, and we were thrilled. And, and my wife said, there's something called sponge paint. And so I said, I know SpongeBob, but I don't know sponge paint. And so you're about to. And so anyway, we figured out how to do this sponge paint on the walls and make it off you know, awesome, and then we had to look through, I don't know how many books of wallpaper to get just the right wallpaper for her, because we did not want her to come home after five, six days, whatever it was, after a C-section, and say, who are these people? What kind of wallpaper is this, you know? <laughs> and so, but, so we got the right wallpaper and all this, but I, I'm kind of joking with that, but it, it was anticipation, you know what I'm saying? We were excited, we were anticipating, and because it was C-section, we knew the day. It's, it's May 13th. That's when it's happening. It's going on that day, which her birthday will be next, next Sunday on Mother's Day. But it wasn't Mother's Day that year. And so we were so anticipating that. But God had dreams of her, just like God had dreams of you before anybody ever knew about you, never knew what you were going to look like, never knew anything about you. And God says, I've been dreaming of you. I, I've been thinking of you, and I've got a whole plan, a whole purpose of life for you that I want you to live. I don't know about you, but that gives me hope today that no matter what is happening in my life, God still believes in me. He still has a vision, a dream for my life, a purpose for me, and he does for you as well. And so here's the thing. We, we got to be careful as parents because, I mean, God's got purpose in those kids. And, and, and you, need, you need a church family that will help instill that too, by the way. So I, I would make sure my kids are involved in kids programming here at this church because I would want other people to be telling them the same thing I'm telling them. 
I wouldn't want them to think that that's just because that's mom or dad saying something about God. It's just because of them. It's just them. No, I want them to hear it everywhere they turn. I want other people influencing them as well, and you should also, because we all need to allow God to work in us and through us together. And, and by the way, I think the crazier your family, the more you need this, all right? Yeah, so if, if you think, well, we got a handle on crazy, all right, we, we got that, then, then you need this, you need to practice this more than anything. And I don't know about you, but as a parent, you can go through these times when you think, I just don't know if I'm going to be enough. Have you ever felt that way? I mean, because, you know, kids, our daughter, she didn't come with a manual, you know, to know, okay, here's what you do year one, year two, year three, year four. You know, it didn't work like that. And there's times when you feel like, am I going to be enough of a dad? Am I going to be enough of a mom? Am I going to be able to be enough of what they need? And I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I didn't know it was going to be this tough when I signed up for this. I didn't know what was going to come my way. I didn't know the challenges. I didn't know the surprises on mile 10 that was going to hit me. I, I didn't know. I didn't see that coming. And, and so James says, guess what? Uh, I didn't have enough. Are you kidding me? How about growing up and your older brother is the son of God? Try that one. Your mother says, why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, go out there and get that toy floating out in the middle of the lake and bring it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine growing up under a, an older brother who at 12 years old is amazing people? with his insight into scripture. You talk about feeling inadequate. You, you, you feel like an underachiever. You feel like you're broken and, and no one could ever use your life. And James says, here's what you need to do. Here's what I believe he did is in verse five, he says, ask God for wisdom. And the good news is he will give it to you. He is anxious to give it to you, to pour out wisdom in your life and I don't know how many times in a week that I say God I'm not enough I don't know enough I don't feel enough I don't think I can do enough and God I need your help and somehow as I ask him for help somehow as I call on him just like James says if you'll ask him for wisdom he will give it to you and I believe he'll do it for somebody here today in this place. If you're here this morning and you feel like my life is like shambles, and I feel like my house is crazy, and I, I feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like, how can I go on another day? I've got good news for you. James says, just ask him. Just ask him. 
I don't think I can be enough. And God says, I never intended for you to be enough because I'm enough. I'm I'm, I'm enough. And as we invite you'll see God work in your family. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. And in the midst of our crazy comes your calm and comes your peace and comes your power. That we can trade up today. Not not trade others up, it's trade us up. And some of us in this room, Lord, we need to trade our hurt for healing. And I know that's easier said than done. And I know there are people here that the hurt is so deep, it's so fresh, so intense. But God, we'll never be whole, we'll never be healed if we don't let go. So God, I pray that today we trade up. Trade our hurt for healing. We trade our pain for purpose. We live our lives on purpose for you. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Craig, I agree with that, man. I, I, I don't want a day go by that I'm not living out the life purpose that God has for me. And if it means letting go of some hurt, if it means uh, releasing something, it means stepping out in faith in an area where I feel challenged or I feel intimidated, then I, I just want God to know today that I, I'm responding to this message. I, I want to walk in faith and victory. I, I want to have that liberation of forgiveness in my own life. And so I'm going to let some one go this morning, whether that applies to you in in some personal way of of your own release, or maybe it's walking out in faith and victory in some area of your life. But if you're saying, I'm willing to do that, will you just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me today. That just resonates in my life. Yeah, hands all over this room as we raise them up to God. Father in heaven, you see all of our hands that are raised. And God, it's a lot easier to raise a hand than it is to step out in faith. And so, God, I pray that you'll help us to do that this week. That will be more than just talk. That we'll actually walk it out in our lives. Whatever that means. Whatever that is for us. That you're stepping us into. God, help us to walk through it. And to walk toward faith and victory on the other side. And God, if there's somebody we need to release today. If there's some hurt we need to let go of. Then, God, I pray that you'd help us to do it. That we just let go of it. Just like you let go of every hurt we ever caused you. And we can know your forgiveness as a result. Maybe you're here today and some of you need to know his forgiveness personally. And maybe it's because you need to do what James said. You just need to ask him in. Maybe you haven't done that or maybe you have done that, but then you walked away. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Craig, I need to ask him in because I need more than what I've got. I need God in my life. I need forgiveness of my sin. I need him. I, I need to know if I died today, I go to heaven. I need to know that God's on my side. I want God in front of me and behind me. I, I want God surrounding me. If, if there is a God, I, I want to be like James, the brother of Jesus. I want to ask him 
in to my life and I want to do it right here right now and if that's you I'll help you to do that in just a moment but I just like to know that it's you just raise your hand right now as people are praying around the room yes I see that hand I see that hand how many others calling out on God today up there God bless you or over here God bless you guys all right there's hands back here God bless you all right, several hands were raised around the room and at least I think every section. So church family, just help me lead out in prayer. Uh, I'm going to lead this prayer and I'm just going to ask you to repeat it after me as though it were your words to God today. Just pray this prayer. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be the sacrifice for sin because I know I've sinned. But I want to start over So please wash away my past. Give me a new start. From this moment on, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. God, I want to live out my purpose of what you have destined for me. So I submit to your authority and your leadership in my life. Be Lord over me from this day forward in Jesus name amen come on somebody praise God here today it's awesome listen you're next